0: Welcome to The Product Doula Presents, the podcast that helps you navigate the complex journey of bringing your product-based business to life. I'm your host, Christina Vanacore, and I'm excited to be your guide on this journey. Each week, I'll interview guest experts, product-based entrepreneurs, and provide education and insights to help you make informed decisions for your business. I know that launching and scaling a product-based business can be overwhelming, and that's why I'm here. I'm like your very own Product Doula, guiding you through every step of the process. From market research and product development, manufacturing and distribution got you covered. There's no sugarcoating around here, so buckle your seatbelts and let's jump in. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Product Doula Presents. I am excited because I have yet another fabulous woman that I met at the Ultimate Product Party. I have on the podcast today Monica Little, Monica left her corporate job to pursue her own dreams and built a multiple six-figure organic skincare small business line. She went on to teach other business owners with her Etsy algorithm secrets and product biz academy. And we are going to talk all things Etsy today because although I know enough about Etsy to rack up the credit card bills, I don't know enough about selling on Etsy. So welcome, Monica. Thank you for being here. And why don't you share a little bit more about your story with the audience? Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Christina. So
1: excited and so grateful to be here. So thank you for having me. But yeah, essentially, I am a coach for established small business owners, helping them get set up to sell on Etsy and to grow and scale via Etsy. And how this really started is I had my own skincare business, like you just mentioned. And for me, how I started my skincare business was through the combination of Instagram and Etsy. And that was like the magic starting point for me. It wasn't the end point, though, because then I went on to have my own website and to sell on fair and to sell at markets and to get into subscription boxes. But one constant for me as I was growing my business is that I always had Etsy running in the background to continue to get me in front of more people. And as I started to get more into the coaching space, I realized there were a lot of small business owners who either had a very negative bias against Etsy, so they didn't want to ever get on there, sell on it or anything or they thought of it as only a tool for newbies. And I've been kind of coming in and really shifting the perspective in terms of Etsy is a fantastic tool for the established small business owner to really get in front of more people, to leverage the platform where people are literally going to buy from small businesses. Like you just said, people rack up their credit card when they're on Etsy and really just shifting the narrative to get people to see it as a selling tool and a platform that's just going to help them to get in front of more people. So that's really what I focus on now and have had an awesome time doing it. And I'm just so excited to chat about Etsy here and help spread that message.
0: So that's amazing because when I think of Etsy, it's true. I, before working really in the product space, because my background is working with international manufacturers and distributors. And so Etsy was, it was a small business place. It wasn't necessarily a marketplace. It was just a place where, you know. You bought party goods for your kids' party and stuff like that. And then, as I've now entered this entrepreneurial small business space, it's such an incredible tool to have running, like you said, in the background. You know, I think people automatically think, "Well, I make something, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to do my Shopify store, and my goal is to get onto Amazon." But you're un- like, what you need to remember is that Amazon, you're competing with hundreds of millions of people. And whereas Etsy definitely has a lot of people selling on there, you have a lot more control over your sales on Etsy. So let's talk a little bit more about your experience as being a seller on Etsy and what that looks like when you're starting out or if you're established and you're using it as a marketplace.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, really how I like to view Etsy and how my experience was too, if you think about someone who is established small business owner, so they have their products, they have their labels that are all figured out, they have their professional photos, they have their marketing copy that is on their website that actually connects with their people. Those things are essentially what separate you on Etsy and why it is such a great place to put your products up on Etsy. Because if you think about it, there are a lot of new people who are on Etsy who are just getting started, who are maybe hobbyists or crafters that just want to see if they can sell some stuff. But at the end of the day, when you think about the actual customers who are shopping on Etsy, they are looking for quality items. They're not going there just to buy anything. If they wanted any old candle, they would go on Amazon because then you can literally buy any candle if you just want a candle and you want to get two-day shipping. So when you think about selling on Etsy, people are going on Etsy looking for something super specific that they can't get on Amazon or because they want to support a small business who may make a certain item that they're looking for. So I think really looking at it that way in terms of if you have an established product, if you have the label, the photos, the marketing copy, the description, it's as simple as putting your products on there because you're going to stand out by having those things Set up and established for the customers who are on there, not looking for like the $10 skincare item with a handwritten label. If they're buying skincare on Etsy, it's because they couldn't find something for their needs on Google, on Amazon, or wherever I'll say, look, or at CVS or wherever they go to shop. So, in terms of being a seller on Etsy, I think the most impactful thing is actually to be a credible business. A lot of people do say that Etsy is saturated. And like you said, Amazon is even more saturated, right? Etsy is saturated. There are a ton of sellers on there, but how you actually stand out is by being more sophisticated, by actually being an established small business owner. So from my experience, that is totally what helped me grow on Etsy. I started on Etsy as a newbie and I got some traction, but when Etsy really took off for me is when I got those professional photos, when I got the professional labels, when I had more particular branding with my business, when I increased my pricing that actually shows more quality too higher premium pricing equals a premium product right so all of these things that established small business owners have actually separates you and makes you stand out on etsy which is why it's such a good platform so when you ask about my evolution of selling on etsy i mean that that is exactly what it was i started as a newbie kind of with some skincare and I just put it on there, got a little bit of traction, but as my business continued to evolve, that's when Etsy took off. And that's when I was like, oh, this is a really interesting sweet spot of small business owners who are established that that don't know this or aren't utilizing it. And how can we get all of their details that they already have on this platform just to use it to get in front of more people? So that's that's my story in a little bit of a nutshell of, of how I started and took it further on Etsy.
0: So now you mentioned that you continue to let Etsy run after you had your website. And so what does that look like for the established business owner or the business owner who already has the Shopify site, you know, and they're making good sales? But now they're looking to expand into more marketplaces.
1: Yes. Oh, I love this question because that's what I hear a lot is, okay, I already have my website. So now you're telling me to quote unquote, go backwards and go on Etsy. Like, isn't that weird? So I love this conversation because a lot of small business owners think that the best way to grow their business is the do it yourself route in terms of my own website and my own Instagram. And they think it's wiser, smarter, cheaper just to do that. But one thing that I always say is it's not a matter of Etsy or your website. It's a matter of Etsy and your website. They work in tandem. They're for two totally different audiences. So when you think about the small business owner who's trying to grow their business only using Shopify and only using Instagram, if that was the key to success then those small business owners would have probably grown to the extent that they wanted to already, right? So truly growing a product business is a game of numbers. If we're selling products that are like 20, 25, 30, 50, in order to really make a lot of money, like you got to sell a lot of them. It's all about volume, which really comes down to the number of eyeballs and the number of people you get in front of. So this is why so important to have your website 100% direct your Instagram to your website. Your labels should have your website on there. Any marketing cards should have your website on there. Your business card, beautiful. Your email address or your email list, obviously you want them to go to your website too. But when you think about how can you leverage other selling platforms that literally do all the marketing for you, that's where Etsy comes in. Because we can spend all day long building connection on Instagram, that know, like, and trust factor, getting people to your website, which yes, those are important skills that we have to learn how to do, but you can simultaneously use some selling tools out there to make it simpler on you, to get in front of more people, to leverage their audience and alleviate some of that pain. So one way I like to think about it is imagine you have a car, right? Your product is the engine. You need that product to even go anywhere, right? And then if you think about your website and Instagram, think of that as like the frame of the car. But then when you think about Etsy, that's like the windows. When you think about selling on fare, that's the radio. When you think about selling at markets, there's your air condition. When you think of getting into subscription boxes, those are your seats. So sure, you can get to where you want to get to with the engine and the frame. With your product your website and Instagram but you're gonna have a hell of a more enjoyable ride if you actually have all the components inside the car that get you to where you want to go with an actual seat and radio and AC and all that fun stuff and that's truly how all these selling platforms come to play when you're growing a product business so that's how I like to mention it just because I think our website for our own business 100% necessary but also don't make things harder on you by not
0: leveraging the tools that are available I love the car comparison. Like that is – it's 100% true, right? You can. You can get there with the bare basics, but is it going to be enjoyable and is it simple? Yeah. And, you know – I think of, again, as you're speaking about this, like Etsy, just like FAIR, just like Amazon, just like markets, networking events. It's all just other tools that you can be using to get yourself out there. And I know people, they hesitate because it's like, well, they're going to go into my profit when I'm selling on a platform like that. But that's when understanding your profitability and understanding your numbers comes into play because now you're pricing yourself to make sure that you are – In your market, you're not pricing yourself out, but you also have enough of a buffer in there in your profit margin so that you are making money and you can still utilize these tools. Because if you're not using a platform like Etsy or Amazon, where you're going to get to more of the masses, you're going to be spending money on ads. Because honestly, when you're a product based business, you just need to write. You need to continue to get those eyeballs on your business, you need to be able to sell your products. And the way to do that is by putting a little money into your advertising. And so utilizing platforms like an Etsy or Fair or any other of those, there's so many that now are popping up that I'm learning about. There really are. They're just great tools to get more eyeballs out there for sure.
1: Yeah. And I love what you said about like pricing, because that's a big, 100% a big thing. And I know you talk about this a bit, but a lot of people do say Etsy is so expensive. Etsy is so expensive, but I'm 100% on the same page as you. If your pricing is right, the fees that Etsy charges aren't that big of a deal. It ends up being like 10 to 12% of the total purchase price. But as long as your pricing is your products are priced properly, yes, of course, it's a little bit of a blip, but it shouldn't be taking away all your profit and making you not making any money on that transaction. And I also like to look at pricing on Etsy in terms of the fees that they take in terms of a fee for them to get me in front of more people it is something that I'm paying them for them to do the marketing for me to bring the audience to me and instead of spending that time on Instagram you're paying a 10 to 12 percent fee to get the customer to find your product and buy your product so if you look at the trade-off of time versus money well I'd rather pay that money in that 10 to 12 percent fee to get that time back to grow my business in other ways to really perfect other avenues to learn new skills to go on even more platforms so when you think of the 10 to 12% fee in that way, it's not really that big of a deal. And I like to even take it one step further and be like, Etsy works for me. I'm paying them because they're one of my employees. They're doing this work for me. And how empowering is it to look at it that way? Instead of like, oh my God, Etsy's taking my money. They're taking all my money. I'm not making any money because of the fees. Instead, it's like, no, they work for me. They're one of my employees. They are on my marketing team. They get me in front of more people. And sure, I'll gladly pay that for them to do all that work for me.
0: I had a conversation with a client once and we were talking about, you know, like the Super Bowl ads because we were working around Super Bowl time. And when you imagine how much of a budget these big businesses spend on advertising, it's true when you're looking at the 10 or 12% that you may be paying to Etsy to do the same thing for you, at but at a smaller scale because that's where you are in your business it makes perfect sense. Yes, I much rather use a platform that already has that built-in marketing and searchability than to just continue to throw money at ads that I don't know that they're actually working right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about your programs and how you work with business owners to get onto Etsy and what that looks like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what I have, there's a couple different resources. So I do have a free training on how to get your product seen on Etsy. And in this training, I talk about the three steps to really get seen in terms of appearing in the search results, actually attracting the attention when you're on that first page search results page, and then also confirming the customer's expectation. So once you appear and attract their attention and they actually click on your listing, well, now you need to make sure that you're confirming any question that they have. Through your photos, your description, the reviews. So that's a major component too. And then the third step is to give trust. So with people who are shopping on Etsy, you have to make sure you're showing that you're a credible business, that you're trustworthy, that they're going to get the product. It's going to look like what they expect. And those are the three main pillars needed to actually get seen on Etsy and get the sale. So appear, attract, confirm, and give trust. So I talk about that in my free Etsy training, which is at Monica Little coaching.com slash Etsy webinar. It's a really great training just to wrap your head a little bit more around Etsy and what's needed. And then I do have a program called Etsy algorithm secrets. So in this program, I work with small business owners to from A to Z start on Etsy, use the marketing tactics to get seen on Etsy and then also to scale on Etsy in terms of like using Etsy ads when things are really working and we're starting to get the traction that we want. So it's from shop setup to marketing tactics to grow to scaling to get in front of more people. And this is a full A to Z program on how to use Etsy as that additional revenue stream and how to really turn it into a money-making machine that runs in the background, brings new customers to you and then helps you just continue to grow your business. So those are the two things that I offer right now. But 100% would recommend to start with the free training just to get a feel for, okay, I'm interested in Etsy. This is maybe a different perspective than what I'm used to. Let me see what it takes, how to get seen, what's required of it. And then you'll learn a little bit more about like my teaching style and how I really help
0: businesses to, to do just that. And so I will give a plug because I sat in on your round table, which was not actually for Etsy during the ultimate product party, but it was selling on stories. And for myself is even as a surface-based business owner, the tips that you gave and the training that I walked away from was so incredible. Like you just provide the value. It's really easy, straightforward. So I definitely want everybody to check out Monica. If you are interested in adding Etsy, you don't need to be selling on Etsy right now. But if you're even exploring the idea, I would love for them to take a look at your training because I, I can't recommend enough of what I've learned from you even just during a brief roundtable. So that oh was great. Oh my
1: gosh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's exactly my teaching style. It's very actionable, but also like easy to digest. Because I think a lot of times it can be hard being a coach because we've gotten the results that a lot of people want but then it's like okay can you also teach that right there's actually doing the business stuff and then there's being a good teacher so i really like to teach things in terms of breaking concepts down to make it simple but also understanding the reason why and then also making it super super actionable like okay here's this you know why it's important and here's exactly how you do it so i love that you got a little feel for that at the ultimate product party roundtable but 100 that is my style so if anyone jives with that then thank you so much seen over the plug as well, but 100% would recommend that training.
0: Excellent. So, Monica, now, actually, this is a question I was just thinking as you were speaking. Are you still running your skincare business on the back of your coaching Good
1: question. So, I just moved to Arizona about 7 months ago and that was the bit of the catalyst that actually made me close my skincare business. So, I was running my skincare business for about 3 years and I had my I was living in Chicago at the time. Left my full-time job to run my skincare business and I had my own studio space. I had my team. I had everything pretty much operationalized that it was running without me doing too much intervening. And when it got set up in that in that way, then I really started coaching. And then that's when I kind of found my passion for coaching. And I was like, oh, this is, I think, where I'm meant to be. So with moving to Arizona seven months ago, that was a big catalyst for me just to be like, where do I want to spend my time? Do I want to get a massive U-Haul to move all of this, to move every single component of my studio space for my business? Do I want to start from scratch to get a new team? Or do I want to take this as a moment to be like, let's go all in on coaching. Let's take what I've learned so far and And share with people and really dive into that because truthfully, it was getting to be a lot to juggle both. So even though I had a team, you still got to be the manager. And sometimes being the manager of a team is harder than actually doing the work. Like managing can be really time consuming and just takes a lot of energy. So with this move, I made the tough decision to close plant-based beauty to fully focus on coaching. And I think it's been so far, a really great decision just to support my clients and really get them to where they want to be. So it's no longer running right now, but but it's been an incredible journey and learned so much along the way.
0: Well, I applaud you for making the pivot. I... I made a pivot, but didn't make a pivot in going into entrepreneurship. You know, that was never a idea that I had in my head. I was like, I am always going to work in like a corner office in the city. And then five years of fertility treatments and having my son changed all of my plans. So I always love when I hear the story of the person who made the pivot. And it is, it's a difficult decision when you kind of walk away from something. But I think it's so important that you're following your calling and you are making a difference in these women's lives, and you're able to focus on them and their brand and what they're doing now, because you don't have to manage your team. You know, you can systemize all you want. And I am the first person that's like, yes, you need to have a systemized business if you want to scale it. But there's also there is there the managing can be a challenge for sure. Yes, hundred percent. So. Looking back three years ago, what would you say to the Monica of three years ago? Such a good question because three years ago
1: is probably right around the time frame of when I left my full-time job to focus on plant-based beauty. And when I left my full-time job, it wasn't because plant-based beauty had you know, replicated that salary and it was growing so much that I could leave. I left my full-time job because I literally couldn't manage both. I couldn't grow a small business while working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and being sane. Like that's not possible. At least I didn't know how to do it. So if someone does, I want to know their secret sauce, but I left my full-time job because I realized I can't do everything. So three years ago when I left that job, it was pretty challenging to grow plant-based beauty. And the biggest thing I would tell myself, which is something I tell my clients all the time, is building a product-based business takes time time. It takes commitment. It takes dedication. And looking back on that first year when I was working for Plant-Based Beauty full-time, I had eight solid months of building the foundations, mastering one platform, one project at a time, mastering Etsy, mastering Instagram, mastering my website, mastering fair, mastering Pinterest, mastering email marketing, all of these components. And during those eight months, it was hard because I was showing up every single day working on my business without seeing instant results. And I think we live in such a world, an Amazon world, where we want everything within two days and the work we do now, we better see results tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, it better come the next day, right? So the biggest thing for a product-based business is lay the foundation, plant the seeds, and tend to that garden. It's going to take time for those seeds to turn into trees, to then turn into a forest. It's not going to be the next day. So looking back three years ago, I would tell myself, keep your head up, keep doing what you're doing, keep showing up, and the rest will fall into place. And that's all you need to do as a product-based business owner is continue to grow, continue to go outside of your comfort zone, continue to learn, continue to get into Places with mentors or coaches or other small business owners that you can network with and just keep showing up until that progress comes to life.
0: Yes, it is. You know, I think there's a lot of noise out in the digital space that makes you feel like we live in an Amazon world where you map your fingers and then it just happen. And that, yep. be, you know, growing your business or placing an order, you know, you want that 48 hour max turnaround time. And that's not how it works when you're growing a business. There's things that have to happen. Even just going, you know, I work with businesses also that do manufacturing, and so going from that ideation into an actual product that you're selling, there's such a time frame where you're still the laying the groundwork and getting people excited for what's to come. And but it's hard because we live in a place and a world right now where we demand instant gratification. That's why places like Uber and Instacart do so well because they're there when we snap our fingers. But there is no magic wand to just make your product go viral the next day, right? Yes. So I do. I really, I love what you're saying there of plant those seeds, tend to them, tend to your garden, let it grow. Now, what is the five-year plan for you now that you've put the product-based business aside and you're focused on coaching, you've made a big move. What, what's five years from now?
1: What, yeah, what? Uh, such a good question. And this is honestly something that maybe I haven't thought enough about, but really over the next five years, my goal is just to help as many small business owners as possible. What I see a lot in the small business space because it's not instant is a lot of people start to doubt themselves. They start to believe that it's not possible for them. They put in the work for a couple weeks and then they start to be like, oh my God, I'm a failure. Why hasn't this taken off? What am I doing wrong? So my goal, my purpose, my passion truly is to just help as many small business owners as possible, to be there along the way, to help them grow on Etsy or to take it to the next level in terms of other platforms that they're optimizing. But that's really where I'm focusing on now. How can I just show up and share this message? How can I get people to think differently? How can I get people to believe in themselves? How can I get people to understand that it's not instant and they're not doing anything wrong? It just needs them to be dedicated and committed and and to really be there for the full length of it to actually come to fruition so over the next five years my goal is just to help as many small business owners as possible if we want to put some tangibility to it let's say i would love to help five thousand small business owners across the next five years and just see them continue to grow and believe in themselves and for them to see that anything is possible as long as they just believe in themselves and put in the work
0: I love your positivity on this. Like it's incredible. And that you gave yourself tangible results because it is, it's is—it's hard to say what my five-year plan is with tangible results. But I do agree that there's a space where putting that number out there helps. Like I, yeah. I see behind you on your your wall with all of your posty notes, you're going to need a bigger wall if you're going to go 5,000. <laughs> but thank you again so much, Monica, for being here. Tell our audience where they can find you. Where do you hang out? Where are your socials? All of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So on social media, on Instagram in particular is where I hang out. My Instagram handle is Monica Little Coaching. So if you have any questions at all about Etsy, feel free to send me a DM. more than happy to chat. The free training that I mentioned is monica slash Etsy webinar. So highly recommend that as well. And then the other place I hang out is on my podcast, the Product Biz Podcast, which we're going to get Christina over on my show too. So make sure to tune in there. I talk a lot about the mindset part of running a business, but also I have amazing ex- experts who come in to talk about different topics in terms of selling on social media and Shopify and email marketing and all that fun stuff. So it really is a good one-stop shop to continue to learn how to grow your business. So those are the three places that I hang out. I would love to hear from you if you're listening to this episode, what you took away from it, what you learned, and how
0: I can support you as you consider getting your products onto Etsy. Amazing. Well, of course, as always, in the show notes, we will have all of the ways that they can reach out to you and definitely give her a follow on Instagram and listen to our podcast. The podcast is so, so good. I've listened to quite a few episodes at this point as I was developing my own podcast and I love it. So thank you again, Monica. I appreciate all of this information. It was so incredible. I learned so much. And so this was really fantastic. So thank you. Thank you for listening to The Product Gula Presents. Go to your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a review. It will help us reach more product-based business owners and support them in achieving their business dreams. If you got something out of our show, I would love to hear from you. Send me your favorite takeaway or any questions you may have to info at You might just hear the answer in a future episode. I'll see you back here next week.